we are finishing, or we're, we're going to part two of our series, Money Talks. How many of you here last week for part one of Money Talks, okay? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool to see the, the reaction of a lot of people. I got a lot of texts, a lot of emails, different things like that. This last week of people saying, wow, you know, it, it seems so simple, some of these concepts, but it, it really helped me in the season of life that I'm in right now. I've never thought about these things, or I've thought about them before, but I hadn't gone back to those principles. And we talked about the five things that the Bible says you should do with your money. And if you didn't listen to that, you didn't get to watch that, you weren't here in person, whatever it might be, I encourage you, go back and listen to or watch that one from last week. We have a YouTube channel, you can watch it and, and, and do it that way, or we have anywhere that you see, uh, or you listen to podcasts, we got Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you can go back, it's called the Rad Replays Podcast, so you can replay the services. So uh, listen to it when you're on the go, and I guarantee you, you might learn a little something about what to do with your money, what the Bible says about it, but we're going to keep going today with a message called the 521 principle. It's called the 521 principle. Can everybody say 521? 521. Come on now, that's what I'm talking about. You sound great today. So, the 521 principle. And I want to start it off today by asking you a question Do you know somebody that gives great gifts? Do you know somebody that gives great Actually, let me say it like this. Are you a great gift giver? If you know that you are, raise your hand right now because you know, usually the good gift givers are loud and proud. They're like, you know what? I know that I'm thoughtful and I'm great at giving gifts and you're looking at your partner right now saying, you're terrible at it and I'm better than you. Usually they're very loud and proud about the fact that they're good at giving gifts. And you know what? I had my hand up just as a representation for you guys, but, but really my hand would be about through that floor right there because I am terrible. My wife is giving a nod back there. She's saying, absolutely. He is not a good gift giver. And that is a fact, all right? It's just, I'm not very thoughtful. You know, I feel bad about that sometimes because I feel like I'm a pastor. I should be very thoughtful and just, you know, be able to think about nice things to do and give people, but I just don't. I'm just not good at it, okay? It's not my spiritual gift. I mean, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, I'm not very good at it, but I know some people that are great at giving gifts, all right? I think that Lindsay's great at giving gifts, to be honest. She thinks that she's not, but I think she's pretty great at it. And uh, the best gift giver that I think that I know, I talk about him quite often, and he's, he's probably, he might be watching online today. He's not feeling well. Uh, but my friend Stephen is amazing at giving gifts, all right? He's our children's pastor, uh, Caroline's husband. I've known him since kindergarten. We've been best friends since eighth grade. And uh, He's amazing at giving gifts. It, it baffles me every single time when I hear about a gift that he's given to his wife, or even to be honest, he's given me a lot of gifts uh, over the course of us being friends over the years. And I feel bad because I, I just, I can't ever really reciprocate very well because I'm not good at it, right? But he just puts so much thought into it and it doesn't have to be expensive, but you know, the best gifts are not necessarily the most expensive ones, but it could be real cheap. But if the, if the thought is there and the heart is behind it and it really means something to you, come on, you know, it's priceless, right? It's priceless sometimes the gifts that people can give. And Steve is just that kind of guy and, and he's always given good gifts, but me, I'm terrible at it. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, about two years, I think it was the, right before Christmas of 2019, so a couple years ago, uh, right around this time, you would have started to see this ad, and it was for uh, Peloton, okay? You might already know where I'm going with this. Do you remember the scandal behind the Peloton bike commercial that came out? And it was just this commercial, and they played it everywhere. It was in all the football games. It was in every game that was there possible, and, and it was constantly being played, and the 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 crux of the commercial here is that this, this lady, 
and she gets gifted a Peloton bike by her husband, okay? And she starts taking these selfie kind of story-like videos of her, you know, saying, oh, I'm about to start my first spin class. I'm nervous, and oh my gosh, I'm, like, I'm about to do this, guys. And then she gets on the bike and starts doing her bike, and she's documenting kind of this, this time of riding her Peloton bike because she's real excited about it. And then it kind of pans out at the end, and it shows uh, her and her husband. Now, the next year, next Christmas, they're watching back the videos of her last year on her Peloton bike journey. Now, doesn't seem like much of a scandal there, right? But a lot of people had a lot of problem with that ad, okay? Because basically, a lot of people were like, man, it seems like the husband was just getting her that gift as a little way of being like, hey, you know, lose a few pounds, you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Here's your bike. Let's do this. Document. I want to make sure you're using it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's, I think it had a big problem with it. You know, and there's the other half of people that were like, ah, there's not a problem with this. I mean, like, they understood maybe the heart behind it. Maybe she was a cyclist and she just didn't want to have to go outside and she just wanted a bike. Uh, but, you know, the thing was is she is extremely, she's in great shape. I mean, she's like a model, you know what I mean? And she's in perfect shape, and she's getting this bike, and she's like, I'm nervous about my first spin class. Like, no, you're not. You do spin class every Tuesday. Don't lie to us, you know? And so, uh, but that was kind of a big scandal, right, about getting a gift. And I think the biggest issue with it that people had is that it kind of seemed like maybe that the husband got the wife the bike for his own enjoyment, all right? Say, so you get in better shape so that you can look good for me. You know what I mean? That's kind of maybe what the, it came off as, and Peloton had to put out this big statement. They pulled the commercial. It was a big scandal and all that. Uh, and, and so it was not a good thing. It was not a good thing. It didn't work out for Peloton very well. Maybe it did, because they're everywhere. But, um, <laughs> but here's the deal. Uh, God gives the best gifts, right? And there's never any mistaking that when God gives a gift to you and to me, that it is good and that it is for us, all right? But there's actually one, one little thing in there that's a little backwards for us, maybe. Whereas we might have been upset if somebody gives us a Peloton, we might be upset. Has anybody ever been given a gift like that? But you know what I'm talking about? You've been given a gift and it's like, well, this is really more for you than it is for me. You know what I mean? Like, you got me this vacuum. Okay, like, seriously, really? Like, I know what you're... You got some pots or something, you're trying to cook some better dinners, honey, you know what I'm saying? No, no, I know that that's how it happens sometimes, but in the kingdom of God, things are actually backwards than it is a lot of times in the way that we think. And as a matter of fact, God gives great gifts, but he does expect us to use them for his glory. It might be backwards in our thinking, we're like, well, if it's a gift, it's for me. Well, no, not necessarily. God gives us gifts for others. He gives us gifts not to be held just within us, but to be shared with those around us and also to bring God himself glory. So we're gonna read a passage today called the Parable of the Talents. Parable of the Talents. And in another passage, it's the Parable of the Bags of Gold. And we're gonna read that version because it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Talents is money, okay? If you hear that, it's basically money. It's in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. It'll be on the screen, but if you want to look it up, you can get in your Bible app, get your Bible out. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Let's read it together. It's a long passage, so bear with me here, okay? Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. And Jesus right now, he's talking about, he's talking about what the kingdom of God will be like. There's the context. This is what the kingdom of God will be like. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags and to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. Impressive. 
So also, the one with two bags gained two more. The man who received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold came and said, master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things and I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you're a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Yikes, not what you wanna hear. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him, give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. And whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yikes, what a story, right? This is just an incredible story. And this message is titled the five to one principle. And the reason it's titled that, of course, is because of the five bags, the two bags, and the one bag of gold. And the first thing, if you are taking notes today, I encourage you to do that. If you are, write down, what's my gift? What is my gift? That's point number one. The master gives these guys these different gifts, and he gives them these things, uh, the five bags, the two, and the one. But everybody in life, you have to figure out, what are your gifts? Well, what are the things that you have? What kind of uh, talents do you possess? Whatever it might be. And so many people will ask the question to themselves, well, what am I good at? You know, what are my spiritual gifts? And what's, what's my talents? Especially when you're growing up and going into high school and college, you're trying to find your way in life and figure out, hey, who am I? What am I good at? What, what can I offer to the world, right? What has God given me? And I wanna encourage you today with this simple fact is that God has given each and every one of you very specific gifts that you can use to advance your life and to advance the kingdom of God, amen? God has given you all a special gift. You are not like anybody else on this planet. And I think that's an amazing thing. We all have a unique fingerprint. And the reason is because God wanted to make you exactly the way that he made you. And you all have specific gifts that you can use for yourself, your family, and your life, and for God's glory. And, and you know, I wanna plug this today. We're having growth track today. We have about 60 to 65, I think, rad team members that serve every single week that are official members of the church that buy into what's happening here at Radical Church. And let me tell you, one of the things we do today, it'll be from 4 to 6 p.m. over Zoom, is we do a spiritual gifts assessment. That's one of the first things we do. We also do a personality profile, and it's great to do with your spouse to do these things to see how different you are or how similar you are. And you can see other people that are on the call will talk about it and go through everybody's personality profile, everybody's spiritual gifts, and then we tie it back to different places that you can actually get involved at the church. 
different teams that you can serve on and be a part of based on the gifts that God has given you, right? And so I'd encourage you, if you haven't already gone through Growth Track, make sure to get the Church Center app, go online and find a way to make sure you sign up for Growth Track today and get involved because this is gonna be a very practical thing that we're gonna do tonight that we're talking about actually right now. So get into Growth Track. James 1.17 says this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So it says every good gift comes from God. And did you know that God gives every single one of us three things? He gives us all the same three things, okay? He gives us time, talent, and tithe. I could have put money or provision, but it wouldn't have been all T's, and all the T's are better, right? Time, talent, and tithe. Write it down, it sounds good, all right? But God gives us all three things. And the first one is time. Time is the only currency that everybody has the same amount of, right? We all have 24 hours in the day, and yet people will spend that time doing vastly different things. Some college kids, like me when I was in college, spend about half of that time playing video games, right? I mean, it's, you know your high school or middle school students right now, it is so hard to pull them away from the electronics right now, even us adults sometimes with the way that, that society is going. You can just spend so much time on Netflix, you spend so much time on your phone, on your email, whatever it is that you're doing at work, whatever it might be, it's hard to get away from those things. But how are you spending your time? Are you spending it in a way that's gonna glorify and honor God and, and advance your life and, and help your relationships with your family and all this stuff? Are you spending it on things that doesn't necessarily matter? God obviously doesn't have any problem with us having a good time and having some fun. We talked about a few weeks ago uh, that God likes to party, okay? I really do believe that. He likes to have a good time and loves when his kids have a great time as well. But are you making a difference in being a good steward of the time that God gives you here on this earth? The second thing is talent. Everyone has specific gifts and talents. Like some of you are amazing bakers. Some of you are extremely organized and not me, okay? That is not me, all right? Some of you are extremely good at, at maybe public speaking or singing or whatever it might be. Uh, you could do all kinds of the doctor, lawyer, whatever it might be. You might be extremely talented at that. But are you using that for the glory of God or are you using it for the glory of you? The last thing is tithe. God gives us money. He gives us provision. He gives us uh, finances, jobs, all these things. And you might think, well, I worked for this. You know, I, I went to college and I got the grades and, and I did this and I did that. Well, listen, it's not all about what you did. Let me tell you, everything that you have comes from God, amen? Every bit of money that you have, we need to make sure we give glory to God for it because it says in the Bible that he gives and he takes away, right? And so we gotta thank God for everything that he has given us. And here's the point behind this is that we are called, all of us, to be stewards of what God has given us. We are called to be stewards of what God has given us. And in 1 Peter 4.10, it says, each of you should use whatever gift that you have received to serve others. To serve who? Others. others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in his various forms. Faithful stewards of God's grace in his various forms. These servants were given five to and one. They were given five, two, and one. This was a gift from their master. And yet, how many of them were faithful stewards of what God had given them? How many were faithful stewards? Only two out of the three. And here's the next point. If you would write this down, it is comparison kills. Comparison kills. It's so easy, maybe when you're a kid, 
You have a brother or sister, okay? You get around the Christmas tree around this time. You start opening up your gifts on Christmas morning. You just start tearing through them. You rip through them, right? And then you're focused on your gifts and you're looking at what you have. But how many of you know if you had a sibling, what are you really doing more often than not? You're looking over at what did everybody else get? You know what I'm saying? Like, what did you get over there? Oh, okay, I see, mom, dad. <laughs> Where's mine, you know? And yet you, you somehow end up not happy with the gifts that your parents got you when in reality they might be fantastic gifts, but yet you're so concerned about what everybody else is getting. Maybe it'd be like, uh, there's a, let's say, for example, there's an eight-year-old boy and then there's a, a four-year-old boy, okay? And the eight-year-old boy and the four-year-old boy go down and they see these two presents that look very similar to, to maybe baseball bats. And this is what they've been asking for. They've been asking mom and dad for baseball bats. And so they open them up and then sure enough, there's two baseball bats. And, and the older son gets this really nice, you know, metal baseball bat, the one that goes bing when you hit it and it sounds really great and everything. And then the younger one that's four gets maybe kind of like that foam or maybe a, a smaller version of the metal bat. And it's not as big as the other one. It's not as nice as the other one necessarily. Might not have been as expensive. And yet the younger son gets upset because he didn't get the nice big baseball bat like his older brother. He'd be like, dad, come on. Like, why didn't I get the really nice big baseball bat? Well, the easiest thing to do in life is to look over and see what somebody else has been given and get upset. That's the easy way, right? That's the easy thing to do. All of us can do that, and all of us have done that at some point in our lives. Why can they sing and I can't? You know, why, why do I have that ability or that talent? Let me tell you, if you can't sing, uh, don't come up here, okay? You know, I'm, just being, <laughs> I'm just being honest, okay? I mean, Pastor Tim and Michelle, you know, I mean, they'll let you know. They'll let you know if you can't. They'll audition you. You know, not everybody just gets to come up here and start singing songs, you know, because if it's not your gift, it's not your gift. And some people seem to think that it is, okay? And let me tell you, uh, if you've seen American Idol for any period of time, you know that it is not some people's gift, okay? Well, why is she better looking than me? Like, why is she just so beautiful? Why can't I make as much money as him? Why can't I have that job? And I wish I was funny or charismatic or I wish I had blank. I wish I was blank, insert whatever it is in your life that you might think. And here's the reality of it, is that God gives some of us more than others. And then we are not all equally gifted. We're not. Now, I can feel the tension in the room of just like, well, that's not fair. Come on, God, why would you do that? That's not fair. How can you give some people more gifts than others? Well, listen, not everybody could be Moses, okay? Not every person is called to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Not every single person could be called or else that would just be a mess, right? God had to call one specific man for one specific job. Was he perfect for the job? Absolutely not. But yet God picked him and God chose him, right? And not everybody could be Abraham or not everybody could be Peter in the Bible. And not everybody could be David. David was a murderer. He was an adulterer. He, and he had so many things that went wrong in his life. And Moses killed a guy before he went out and, and brought all the Israelites out of Egypt. And yet God still used them. Why? Because he picked them. Yeah. 
It had nothing else to do with their abilities or talents or anything. God just decided this was the person I'm gonna use and this is it. And, and, and to be honest, it's difficult for us to kind of come to grips with that sometimes because we wanna be the person that God uses. Like, I wanna be the one, but you know, imagine just a bunch of people trying to, to take Moses out of authority, right? That would have just been absolutely ridiculous. It would have been crazy. There's millions of Israelites traveling through the desert and there's hundreds of thousands of people thinking that they're gonna be the guy that's leading. That would have been absolutely awful. And you know what that line of thinking sounds a lot like? That line of thinking that says, well, life's not fair. I can't believe I don't have the same gifts as everybody else. You know what that sounds a lot like? Sounds a lot like Satan right before he fell from heaven. You know what I'm talking about? Think about it. You start thinking like that. Well, then Satan was thinking that same thing. Well, why can't I be in charge of this universe? Lucifer, who ended up becoming Satan, we know him Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call him, okay? Lucifer was an angel that God created, and he thought that he was stuff. Right? And he thought that he, would, that he should be in charge of everything. And Jesus in the Bible actually says, I saw Satan fall like lightning, is what it says in the Bible. Satan's cast down to earth because he tried to usurp God's power and authority over the universe. And that's the kind of line of thinking that got him cast down to where he is right now. And what is that, that thought and that mentality and that, that honestly demonic line of thinking in a sense? What is it really at the end of the day? It's just simply jealousy. Yeah. That's all it is. And that's actually the 10th commandment, people. It's right here in Exodus 20, 17. It says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. Here's the deal. God decides who gets what gifts. Sometimes we don't understand why, and that's okay. Sometimes we don't understand things that God does or the reasoning behind the things that he does. And, and we have to be okay with that. Why? Because I don't want to have that demonic uh, mindset that Satan has where I need to understand and, and, and completely understand and put God in this box of my understanding. Because if you put God in a box and you can completely understand God, well, then he's not God, right? He's not God. Sometimes you're not going to know why. I mean, the master, it says, to, each he gave, or to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two, and to another one. And in this story, it actually kind of gives a little bit more insight as to why he did that. And it says right after that, each according to his ability, each according to his ability. Go back to those two boys that maybe got the baseball bats, right? The eight-year-old and the four-year-old and the four-year-old's upset. Listen, as a dad, I would probably maybe get down in that situation and say, hey, listen, son, the reason I gave you this, this bat is because you're not ready for the big boy bat. You'll hurt yourself. You'll barely even be able to lift that right now. And and maybe I think God sometimes gives us gifts according to our own ability, and yet we're looking at other people's gifts and saying, why don't I have that? Why don't I have that? Why don't I have that? And you can complain and stay where you are, or you can be thankful and move forward, but you can't do both. Amen. I'm going to say that again. You can complain and stay where you are, or you could be thankful and move forward in your life, but you can't do both. So take your little boy back, whatever you've been given, and learn and get better and grow. And then eventually your papa will give you a big boy bat. And what do you do with that? You learn, you grow, you get better. You move on from t-ball to coach pitch, to fast pitch, to middle school, to high school. You play summer ball and you end up getting a scholarship. And then now look where you're at. Or you could complain that you didn't get the big boy bat, throw it under the tree and never play baseball again. You know? I mean, let's be real. You can decide how you're going to steward the gift that your father has given you. That's on you. You can decide how you do that. And God will give you greater gifts when your ability catches up with it, when your character catches up with your ability to steward the gifts that God gives you. Amen? Amen. 
There's a guy, there's a guy. Uh, some of you might judge me for this, okay? I'm just gonna be straight up. His name is Gary V, okay? His name's Gary V. Uh, language, terrible, all right? Don't recommend necessarily watching his stuff, but terrible language. But I, he's a very popular marketer, okay? He's very good at marketing. Uh, I'm into marketing. I've done marketing and communications and graphic design and uh, social media marketing and all that kind of stuff for years now. And so I'm very interested and he's kind of the, the gold standard, I suppose, in that industry. And he does this thing that I think is so interesting where he goes in and this dude's a, a, a multi, multi-millionaire, okay? He, he makes millions of dollars a year, has no business doing this, but he goes to garage sales, okay? And we'll take $100 and we'll go buy a bunch of stuff at garage sales and turn it around and flip it and make thousands of dollars with just a small, small investment. Now, it's impressive how he does this, and he had to learn how to do all this, but the point is, is that sometimes you have to learn how to take the little that you've been given and flip it around and turn it into something great, right? We could all complain and say, well, I don't really have a lot, but man, take what God has given you and turn that thing around and work your gifts into something amazing. And that is the last point that I have for you today is work your gifts. Work your gifts. God has given you a gift, so work that thing, right? You know what I'm talking about? Come on now. Shake what your mouth, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Work that gift, okay. Here's the, qu- the question is not how much have I been given? That's not the question. The question is what have I done with what I've been given? That's what the master will ask you. That's what God will ask you when you get up to heaven one day. He's, you know, you can complain all you want and say, well, God, you didn't give me enough. You say, you know what? I gave you exactly what you needed. What'd you do with what I gave you is what really matters. And then either you're gonna be able to say, well, I, I took what I had and I worked it and, and I invested in myself and I invested in others and I gave and I was generous. I stewarded what you gave me well and what is he gonna say? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Or we could get there one day and he'll say, man, I, I gave you so much and, and I gave you so many opportunities and I had so much more for you but you never really stepped into everything that I had for you. You never fully stepped into the destiny that I had for you. And how disappointing would that be when we get to heaven one day to have God say that and be like, well, what could have been, right? What could have been? And it's not how much have I been given, and we know this, why? Because NFL players go broke all the time. <laughs> Celebrities go broke all the time. How are they going broke? They make millions and millions of dollars and they go broke. And that's annoying, right? Let's be honest, that is annoying. You see an NFL player and it's filing for bankruptcy. It's like, for real? Come on, man. Like you made all that money. What did you do with it? That's the first thing that you'll think. What did they do with it? And that is the question. What have I done with it? And this is the reason is because financial freedom has nothing to do with how much you have. It has everything to do with your mindset. It's everything to do with your mindset and understanding that everything comes from God and I need to work this gift that I've been given, whether it's my time, my talent, or my tithe. I'm gonna work all three of these things. And so moving on to this story, it says, so take the bag of gold from him, from the guy that had one that buried in the ground, and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Give it to the one that has 10? Come on now. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. And whoever does not have even what they have will be taken away from them. That is the part of the story that's like, 
that really hurts a little bit, God, because listen here, I only have a little bit going on here. I don't have a lot. And now you're going to take away the little that I have and give it to the guy that has the most. Why not even just give it to the guy that had the two and made the four? Like that would make more sense. You're going to give it to the dude that had 10. Listen, you might think that's not fair. I kept safe the gifts that you given me. I kept, I kept them safe. I, 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 I thought I was doing what you asked of me. And listen, that's not what God asks of us when he gives us gifts. God expects a return on his investment in you. I'm gonna say that again. God expects a return on his investment in you. It'd be like if your kids opened up their Christmas presents and after they opened them up and they were so excited and they saw their Christmas presents and then what do they do? They just put them right back in the wrapper and they throw them back under the tree. That's what it would be like. You're like, well, I didn't give you this present so you would just do nothing with it, right? I, I didn't give you this so you could put it back under the tree. I gave you this present so that you could use it and play with it and, and do something with it, not hide it within. God doesn't give you gifts for you to keep them under a tree. He wants you to open them, to use them, to work them, to learn and to grow, to move forward. So somebody say, work your gift. Come on. If you put your God-given gifts in the ground, he will dig them up and give them to somebody that will do something with them. I'm going to be honest. He will. To the person that has none, they will have even less. The person that has the most, they will have more. Why? Because the person with the most was the best steward of what they were given. And God rewards those who steward their finances. God rewards those who stewards their resources and their time, their talents, all these things well. It might sound unfair, but this is a godly, biblical principle. If you make 20,000 a year in a job that you hate, you can complain and blame capitalism, right? Blame the minimum wage, okay, I understand. We can have conversations about policies and all that stuff, that's fine, I get that, okay? That's not what I'm saying. You can do that. Or you can be grateful that you have a job in the first place and even at $20,000 a year that you're in the top 9.5% of the world population and make a plan for how to work what you've been given. And then when the increase comes, give God glory for it. You can choose one side or the other. So I'd like everybody to stand here today. I want to ask you another question. You ever made a bad investment before? <laughs> Immediately. What a response. I was like, oh, yes, I remember that one. <laughs> that house we tried to flip, yikes. That car that you thought was going to be a great car for the next five years that broke down the next week, you know, right after you bought it. Anybody into cryptocurrency? Yeah. Dogecoin, anybody? <laughs> Come on now. We got Sean over here. He's excited. Yeah, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. We don't know yet. We don't know. You know, we'll see. See how it goes. You made some bad investments maybe here and there, or maybe you invested in a bad relationship too long, didn't go very well. Invested in a life that didn't go very well. Realized you needed to change things up. Maybe you've made a bad investment before, but I want to tell you today that God chose to invest in you. And he's choosing to invest in you right now. That's why you're here. That's why you're here today. That's why you're here. If, you, if you're not understanding that God has you here for a purpose and for a season and for a reason, listen up. 
I'm telling you that God has you here for a purpose. If no one else tells you, I'll tell you right here, right now, okay? You are here for a purpose. God is investing in you today, and one of our core values is people matter. Why do people matter? Because God says so. That's why people matter, and he's investing in you, so make your life count. Don't let it go to waste. And some people today here might be thinking, I, you know what? I haven't been living right, okay? I haven't been honoring God. I haven't been living right. And, and maybe you might feel like a bad investment for God. You might feel like a bad investment for God to make. You might think your life is in shambles. You might think you're having problems and issues in your life. And you say, well, you know what, God? I haven't been living for you. And to be honest, it's probably better for you to just cut your losses with me. In stocks, that's a, that's a phrase and a term that you might hear all the time. You gotta learn how to cut your losses. You gotta learn how to cut your losses. When, when it's gone too far, you might have put $1,000 into some kind of investment or some kind of stock and it gets too low and you're down to 500, you're down to 400, you're down to 300 and you're like, oh, what do I do? Is it gonna ever rebound? You might have to learn to cut your losses there. And that's not fun. Nobody likes to cut their losses. That's not a fun thing to do in investing, okay? But, but you have to do it. Why? Because it's an admission that you made a mistake. That's why we don't like it, okay? I made a mistake. Ah, that's a bad investment. Let's just get out of this and try something else. Let's move on. But listen, God is holding on to you right now. Why? Because he doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. You're not a mistake. Maybe you've made bad investments with your finances. Maybe you are caught in financial trouble right now. Maybe you feel like you've made bad investments in relationships and Maybe you just feel like a bad investment for God to be holding on to right now. At the lowest point of the curve, God is still holding on to you. That's right. Why? Because he believes in you. Yeah. He believes that you could bounce back. He believes that you're coming out of this and you're going into a new season of life with purpose and with authority. He's going to give you every single provision that you need to live a life that honors him. You're going to come out of it. And I'm telling you, it's a mindset. When you give your life to God and you... Understand that everything that you have comes from him and you steward your resources well. You steward your life well. God's gonna reward that. He's gonna give you more, I promise. So maybe some of us need to make a mindset shift here today. God wants to see you succeed. He believes in you. I'd love for everybody to bow their heads, close their eyes if you wouldn't mind. And I just wanna ask maybe, is there somebody in here today I say, hey, you know, I feel like a bad investment for God. I haven't been living my life right. And I need to give my life to him. Maybe it's for the first time. Maybe you're rededicating your life to him. Let me tell you, God made the biggest investment in you by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross. God went all in when he gave his son Jesus. He didn't hold anything back. The universe's financial planners would have said, you're crazy. Forgiving everything? You're going to go all in on this hand? On these people? These messed up people that sin and go against you all the time. You're going to send your only son to die for them? And God didn't even hesitate. And he died for you and for me so that our sins could be forgiven. You might say, I got a lot of sins. The Bible says his blood covers them all. 
He throws them as far as the east is from the west. And some of y'all just need to give your life to him today and you need to rededicate your life to him today. And I just wanna ask, is that you in this place? And I'm gonna give you the opportunity to respond. On the count of three, would you raise your hand? I just wanna see you, nobody looking around, anything like that. I just wanna see you, one, two, three. Is that you here today? I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. Is there anybody else? I see you right there, I see you. Is there anybody else? Five, six people today? Yes. Come on. Is there anybody else? I'm gonna give you an opportunity to respond. Amen, amen. Amen. Would everybody pray this prayer with me right now? Father, I thank you that you believe in me even more than I believe in myself. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for me. You made the biggest investment in my life So now I give my life life back to you. you. Thank you, God, God. for saving me, for for healing me, for for giving me freedom freedom. today and forevermore. forevermore. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Come on, can we give God praise today for five, six people making a decision for Jesus? Man, I'm telling y'all, if people keep getting saved every time I preach about money and finances, we're just going to keep doing it. (laughs) My goodness, this is amazing. I'm telling you, I think there's something just so practical about these messages, but yeah, it's so spiritual, right? It's relatable, but when we think about it from God's perspective, it's like, wow, I've been missing out on some of these things. Maybe I haven't thought about these things before, and man, God speaks to us, and I hope he's speaking to you right where you're at today. And and we're gonna exercise this principle of stewardship today, okay? This is the fun part. Some of y'all came here today, you said, I'm about to get a gift, right? And you are, you are, and it's called the 521 principle. Radical Church is gonna make an investment in you today. And I'll explain what this is in a second, but there's, there's envelopes all across the front, and I think there's enough for every adult to get one, okay? So please no kids. Sorry if you're, you know, 15 and you want some cash. That's, um, no. I mean, you can get, you can, <laughs> use your parents, you know what I'm saying? Like, have them get it, and then you can take it. If there's extra up here, then, and if there's a teenager that wants to grab one, then that's fine if there's extra. But I want to make sure the adults get this first. We're gonna make an investment in you. There are envelopes filled with bags of gold. I'm just kidding. <laughs> with, <laughs> with talents, right? Um, but instead of five, two, and one, they're in increments of $50, $20, and $10, okay? So there's about $3,000 up here, I think. Is, I think is about what we have up here. And in just a moment, I'm gonna ask everybody to come up and grab an envelope and no, they're not in sections, okay? So like this section gets all the 50s and this section gets the 20s, 10s. No, that's not what's happening. They're all mixed up. Okay, they're all mixed up. So you're just not gonna know what you're gonna get. And I wanna encourage you right now, if you get the $20, you know, say, oh man, I didn't get 50. Come on now, come on, man. You get the $10, for real? Seriously, 10, that's it, you know? You get the $50, you're like, hey, what's up, y'all? I got that 50, I got that 50. No, don't do that, okay? We're, we're not, we're not gonna gloat each other's faces, okay? And we're not gonna, if you get the $10, don't be upset. Why? Because we literally talked about that in the message, okay? <laughs> it's the principle, 
Five to one principle, okay? So what are we doing with this money? I want you to work your gift. I want you to work it. Some of you are bakers. I want you to make some brownies. I want you to make some brownies and make some cookies. I want you to go out and sell them and make a profit off of it. Some of you are master garage sailors, like my boy Gary Vee, all right? You know how to go out and flip some stuff, all right? Go out to a couple of garage sales in the next few weeks and flip that money, maybe 20 or $50, flip it and put some stuff on eBay and make a profit. If you know how to mow lawns and you got a lawnmower laid around, this maybe where the students can come in, amen, right? Fathers and mothers, tell your kids, come on now, you're gonna pick up, a, pick up an envelope, you're gonna go out and buy some, uh, some gas, Take that lawnmower, it doesn't even have the automatic thing. No, it's just a straight push. You know what I'm talking about? Like you're gonna get out there and mow some lawns and make some money and invest in work, the gift that God has given you today. You maybe know how to make t-shirts, how to make jewelry. And there's all kinds of different things that you might be good at and you have giftings in already. Work that gift and use it and use the gift that we're giving you today along with the natural gifts that God has given you to make a return on this investment. I'll tell you what we're going to do about it or do with that money in just a moment. But what I want everybody to do right now, uh, chaotically, come and just grab one envelope, if you wouldn't mind. Every adult in this place, come grab one envelope of your choosing right now. Come on up. Grab an envelope. Take just a second to grab it. Some of y'all are just praying over these, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lord... I feel it. I feel a 50 in the name of the Lord. <laughs> every, every adult, if you're not a regular member of the church, I don't care. If this is your first Sunday, please come grab one. Seriously, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. If this is your first Sunday, please grab one. I want you to. You don't even have to participate like in what we're doing. If you don't even come back, it just, that's fine. Take it. Please come grab it. Every adult, grab one, please. Okay, are there any students that are in high school or middle school that are here? If you're in high school or middle school, he said, he said yes, that's me. I'm in high school and middle school. No, <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, you can grab one too, buddy, come on. Yeah, high schoolers, middle schoolers, please come grab one. Isabella, come on, yep, 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 yep. Olivia, get yours, come on now. Has everybody gotten one? Rad team? It will save. I think these few can go to our kids team. We have a few extras. That's okay. Yeah, worship team. Come on, guys. Come on. What y'all doing back there? Worship team. Let's go. Give it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, you want one? I got you, boo. Tim. He said better be a kid. Oh, my gosh. Here you go, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you, Hey, we got you. All right, here we go. This is what we're doing. You say, okay, we're supposed to work this money. We're supposed to work it, Pastor. What are we doing here? Why are we making a profit? What are we doing? First Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You have three weeks to invest this money in any way that you know how to try to flip it and make a profit off of it. If you lose all of it, that's fine. 
You had fun trying, it's okay. Three weeks to use your gifts to multiply what you've been given. What I want us to do is I want us to come back on December 5th for our miracle offering. You can have a seat, please. December 5th, our miracle offering. I want us to come back and give the proceeds of what we make off of this investment to our miracle offering. What is our miracle offering? It's our special end of year offering where we try to give above and beyond our regular tithes and offerings, okay? To support global missions, local outreach, and the advancement of the local church. We have about 10 initiatives that we're gonna be giving to, and let me tell you, when people ask you, why are you baking these cookies and posting them on Facebook Marketplace? Why are you mowing lawns and trying to make money? Or, or why are you doing what you're doing? You can even post about it on Facebook. Let people know. Hey, I'm making some tamales. Come on now, you know what I'm saying? I'm making some tamales, I'm selling them. My church is crazy. They gave out $3,000 to, you know, every, not 3,000 every person. They gave $3,000 to the whole church and they said, we're gonna work our gifts. And you know what? We believe that when we work our gifts, our natural talents that God has given us and the finances that we have, we believe as a church that when we work that, that God's gonna multiply and he's gonna give back and we're gonna be generous we're gonna give and this money is gonna to go to help orphans. This money is gonna to go to help people in Serbia to find Jesus. This money is gonna to go to help Texas State students find Jesus through Chi Alpha at Texas State. This money is gonna be going to Mexico to help build a church down there. This money is gonna be going to help uh, Embrace Grace, which is a pregnancy center that embraces grace for women that have unplanned pregnancies. This money is gonna be going towards all kinds of different initiatives. It's gonna be going towards this church as well. I'm, I'm so excited to tell you about some of the things that we have coming up where we wanna serve you better. We wanna serve your family better. We wanna help people locally. We wanna help people globally. We wanna help you as your family to love and know Jesus better. There's about 10 initiatives total that it's gonna support and I promise you're gonna to wanna to bring your best offering on December 5th. We have a $30,000 goal that we wanna hit. Now, is that a large goal? Yes, okay. Yes, it is. For a church that's only 14 months old, absolutely, you better believe it is. But do we believe that God can do it? Yes. Why? Because we're gonna work our gifts and we're gonna pray with our spouse and say, what can we give to bless others? Because when we get gifts, it's not for ourselves. It's for others and it's for the glory of God, amen? Now, you can choose to do whatever you want with this money, okay? You can play the lottery on it, all right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you can go out and, and do that, okay? You can go buy some Starbucks, or you can go get your kids a present for Christmas. Listen, I, I'm not gonna, there's not, like, trackers or anything to tell, like, what you did with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you feel like you really need to use this for your family to buy your kids Christmas presents or something like that, please do it. That's fine. I'm not gonna be upset about it, okay? because that's an investment in you anyway. We just want to invest in you however we can. But we're believing that you're going to work your gift. We're going to see a return on this investment for the kingdom of God. And will you come back on December 5th to give a massive offering to help people all around the world find Jesus and to help people right here in Kyle find Jesus as well? Can we do that together? Yeah. Amen, amen. What I want you to do is stand up right now. We're going to pray over each and every one of these envelopes that we've been given. And I would love for you to tag us on Facebook and Instagram if you're doing something and, and you're, you're selling something or you're making something, whatever it might be, whatever you're doing to work your gift uh, over the next few weeks, 
please tag us and we'll actually repost your story. We'll repost it on our grid, whatever, on Facebook and Instagram. We wanna know, hey, how are you actually using these gifts and, and what are you doing? I'm telling you, my home church uh, in Oklahoma, I was there for five years. They did this about three or four weeks ago. And uh, I told my pastor, I said, I'm stealing that. That's a beautiful idea, okay? Because it worked perfectly with this message, what I was doing. And I said, we're gonna do that too. I said, if I'm gonna, I told him, I said, pastor, if, if I'm gonna preach on money and preach on finances, every single week, I wanna make sure that I give. Because I think a lot of people, when you talk about money in the church, we talked about this last week, you talk about money in the church and people start getting weird because the church just wants my money. You know what? I just wanna to demonstrate to you that no, we don't necessarily just want your money. That's, that's not what we're doing here. We wanna invest in people finding Jesus and following Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it's all about. We wanna invest in you as people. We wanna help you grow in your leadership. We wanna help you grow in your relationships and your family and understanding of God's word and growing in a relationship with him that's deeper and amazing. You know, this, this is what we want, right? So anytime I preach about money, I'm gonna give away money because that's, I just feel like that's the best way to do it, right? And so they had a lady that uh, she made tamales, I think. At, her name's Jessica. And I, I believe if I'm getting this number right, she got either a 20 or a 50 and made some tamales made some money, made more tamales, made some money, more tamales, made some money, ended up with about seven to $800 and reinvested it back into their, uh, their special end of year offering, whatever they call it back at that church. And I know another lady that made cookies and sold them, made more cookies, sold them, more cookies, sold them, ended up with about three to $400, I think on a $20 uh, bill that she got. Isn't that incredible? It's incredible what you can do when you work your gift, right? So work your gift. Let's pray over these things and let's ask God to bless this miracle offering that's happening in a couple of weeks that we could bless so many people around the world. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are, for what you've done. Thank you that you've made the greatest investment in us by sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for the five, six, seven people whoever made a decision to follow you today. Lord, I pray that you would hold them close. Let them know that you're holding on, even at the lowest point of their life, that you're not letting go, but you believe in them today, that you believe in us as a church, in radical church. You believe in this city. God, that this city would be radically saved by the love of Jesus. God, we pray for that. We ask that we declare that in the name of Jesus, that people are going to find and follow you, Lord, even through this small investment that we're making in these people right here, right now, as we're posting on Facebook and Instagram and we're selling things, we're making things, we're crafting, whatever it is that people choose to do and whatever ideas you give them, Father, I pray that you would help them to use us as a way to reach out to somebody into the community, to show them the love of Jesus and to show people that the church loves them, that the church isn't here to hurt them. Church isn't here just to ask for money or to take, 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 but we're here to give. We wanna give, give, give. This is what you were all about, God. You're all about giving, and we are too. So Father, I pray that you would bless every family here with provision, bless every family with finances. If there are people that are stuck in financial uh, bondage right now, would you break that in the name of Jesus, Lord? Would you give new jobs in the name of Jesus? Right now, we declare that there are new opportunities. There are new jobs that are coming. Right now, Father, would you lay these jobs on their hearts? Would you make divine connections happen between employers and employees and, and different things? Father, even if it takes them to a different state or a different place, Lord, it doesn't matter. God, I pray that you would provide for every person that is under the sound of my voice here right now. Not for us, though. Not just so that we can hold on to it. 
but that so that we can work the gifts that we've been given and bless others and bless you. Father, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said. Amen. 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 You enjoyed church today? I hope you did. I mean, you got money, so there's that. Uh, come back next week. We're going to have a lot of fun. We will see you then. God bless you. Get on out of here. If you're coming to Growth Track later today, make sure to get your Growth Track booklet. We will see you soon. <laughs>